Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking deep sleepers as we keep going on these top five lists as we go through the offseason. Last week we did our sleeper picks, which was, I mean, there's no, wasn't really any real like you know, spot for just players we thought were sleepers, maybe 40th ranked or below at their positions. This week now, we're going with deep sleepers, which we're really going down the list here. Again, it can be about 80th. That's kind of what we're looking for. So if you're looking at like an 80th ranked player at running back or wide receiver, you can go a little above that, a little below that. But that's kind of what we're doing. We're trying to basically here, I guess, what, find a guy that maybe will do something in the, in the season. This is a tough one because... They're ranked, I mean, 80th or below for a reason. So last year, Jeff, one of your deep sleeper pick of the year, we didn't do a top five list, but we did each made a pick. And your pick was uh, Cole Beasley, which I'd say he became fantasy relevant. Cole Beasley. You know? <laughs> the great white hype. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, for where he was going in the drafts, in what, 90th rank? That I think that's a good, solid pick. So let's see if we... I guess we're giving ourselves a little bit a bigger chance this I was gonna year. Say. <laughs> yeah, pick five. I mean, uh, the the hope is a couple of these people become relevant at least at some point in the year, even if it's a week or yeah, two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you really expect any um, one of these guys to break out and be say a top ten? That would be an, an amazing pick. But um, you know, most people that have that kind of talent or that had kind of a platform on a team tend not to slip this far down, especially this is before the draft as well. So these guys will probably even move down further <laughs> unless right. something you know drastic happens to them. But uh, there's some very interesting names down here. Um, you know, it's very difficult to really put too much confidence behind them because obviously they don't have a whole lot of uh, hype going. But I do have to say there there is some talent. There, there's some. I think there's more. For me, at least, there was more at wide receiver. But without a doubt, that, wide receiver yeah. is always a little easier. Obviously, a few more wide receivers yep. get to play. I I'll just spoil it right now. I do not have like a quarterback or tight end that I I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't know how deep I would have to go, and I just at that point, you know, I, I didn't find one I liked enough either. No, hundred percent. So all right, so running backs yeah. and wide receivers this time around. All right, so let's just let's jump into this thing here. Let's go five to one this week. I don't know if we have, we might have overlap. I mean, I don't really. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe one or two. Right. Maybe one. Maybe one. But I don't know who that would be. I'm just saying maybe there's one. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Let's go five to one. Jeff, start us off with your fifth deep sleeper. All right. Number five. Um, I'm going to go for a speedster on a team that needs to figure out who their wide receivers are going to be. And that is the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going with Andy Isabella. And this one is wide receiver 71. So not quite as uh, deep as 80. But right around there, depending yep. on what list you look at. Um, so the truth about the Arizona Cardinals is I like the quarterback situation. I think they're getting better. Larry Fitzgerald is aging. He will still be there. But um, I think that they have to figure out who is going to be who. Um, and Andy Isabella has a real shot at being a slot wide receiver. He's very fast. He got a few catches at the end of the season to kind of, you know, I think – he had one at the last game that, like, I think he took one to the house, 88 yards or something like that. It He didn't get to play a whole lot, 
but it did show why they drafted him last year. They're trying to find out who can be weapons for Kyler Murray. So Andy Isabella, you know, the the frame, the height, anything like that is going to look very unimpressive, but he is fast and he's on a team that is going to try to spread the ball out. Yeah, he didn't make my list, but he was definitely on the short list. He was one of those players that we were, you know, I was looking at, but yeah, he he could definitely be somebody that could really just I think jump up and become reliable week to week. Yeah, Fitzgerald, I mean, how much more do we really got in Fitzgerald? How I mean, he's coming back, but Right, there's just not there's not as much there, and Kyler's just going to make this offense. I think is going to be better. Kyler Murray's going to be good. This is I like the pick. I like Isabella. Um, I think he he might actually out of the players, he might actually be one that gets a little more popular, possibly, if if Arizona's looking any good in the preseason. Isabella could you know jump up a little bit, but maybe not a lot, but a little bit more from where he's at. But I like the pick, so I'll jump over to my number five. Who let's see, currently. Is ranked 91st. So I went with Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs, just trying to throw a, a Chief out there. Last week I put uh, McCall Hardman on my sleepers list for the same reason. Somebody might break out there, right? And if if Sammy Watkins doesn't come back or some, whatever goes on with that, one of these somebody's going to be relevant. So Demarcus Robinson, I don't think you can go wrong with a wide receiver on a you know really great offense. If he gets an opportunity, somebody gets hurt or whatever, he's gonna he, he can produce he did it what in a game last year was it just one game maybe but he he showed he can play so but he's 91st he's way down here so he's he's below um, adam humphreys and demarius thomas and jacoby myers i'll pick demarcus robinson over those guys so demarcus robinson yeah and uh well this will make it easy because he is my number four <laughs> so i i put him as well and trying to figure out what is going to happen with that team? Obviously, if he stays and someone else goes, that's better for him. But also, I mean, it is he – I was under the impression, is DeMarcus Robinson on a uh, contract year as well? Or is he stuck on KC for another year? Um, I don't have his I – don't, I don't remember exactly. I should look that up. I was going to say, I was under the – I thought maybe I got that wrong, but I thought that he would have a, an option or a possibility of going elsewhere. Um, if that is true um, – I don't think that this is a crazy uh, year where you can really find, I mean, what, Amari Cooper will probably be the, the top kind of guy. So I think he'll, yep. he's going to be someone that teams want. I think if he goes somewhere else, they will um, he'll be able to do well. He's not quite as fast as the other wide receivers on KC, but I think he's pretty talented. Um, and if, like Craig said, if, if Watkins or one of those other guys gets hurt, you can always go three deep. So that's why I put him at number four. I, I like the pick. Yeah, and he actually, yeah, he looks like the, I think the deal was up. He had a four-year deal in 2016, so this would this would have been the final year. So either way, if I'm I'm not worried if he goes elsewhere, because if he goes elsewhere, I feel it's for a bigger role, most likely. So, right, and whoever picks him up is going to want to use him. He might go to a bad team, but I mean, which one are you going to take? Are you going to take the the great offense and less you know receptions or the the amped up usage? So. Um, yeah. yeah, either way, I think – and he is way too low. I think he is one uh, – the reason I put him at number four is because I think that his name will rise if he does actually leave or if something happens to one of the other guys on that team. So he's one of those that will probably shoot up, um, you know, when when whatever information comes out. All right, so that was what, your number four. I'll go my number four, another wide receiver. And I went with Kelvin Harmon from the Redskins. So he – 
he didn't have any like major performances last year. And some people might even like, as a deep sleeper, might like the other receiver there in Washington who's even further down, Steven Sims, who's ranked 100th right now, and uh, Harmon's ranked 90th. I just, Harmon, I, I watched a little bit of it because I think I put him on a, a DraftKings team one week. <laughs> so towards the end, you know, de- degenerate gambler, you know, <laughs> putting Kelvin Harmon on a team. And I, he seemed, he showed some promise. It was mainly over the last bit of the year, weeks 10 and on, he went, you know, five, this is, again, these aren't, we're dealing with 90th ranked players. So these numbers aren't going to be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. But, you know, five of 50, five for 53, three for 43, three for 51, one for 30, two for 22, five for 58, three for 33. Wasn't a lot there, but compared to what he was doing at the beginning of the season, he wasn't involved at all early on. Then he started to become just, you know, in the game plan, playing a little better. And overall, this team should be better. This team was not good anyway at the end of the year. Their Haskins really didn't seem to know what he was doing yet. And if that changes, maybe Harmon steps up a bit. And again, not in a crazy, he's behind McLaurin, you know, anyway, he's not their number one, but if someone's going to break out and become, you know, somewhat decently relevant where you might consider him in a bye week maybe it's Harmon, but other people, you might think it's Steven Sims. So I picked, I'm going Harmon here. All right. Beautiful. What does that bring me to number three? Number three. Number three is going to go to a player that is on the lowly Lions. So I actually, he's the only running back that actually showed up on my list. I'm going with Bo Scarborough. He is, he, look, he's a, he was a very good athlete. He went to Bama. He kind of bounced around to teams. Um, you know, if, if he ends up staying with Detroit, he'll probably be their number two running back, at least a pure running back. He probably isn't going to catch a whole lot of balls. But uh, on Johnson wasn't able to stay healthy. When they did give Bo the starts at the end of the year, I mean, enough where, you know, what, he only played six games. He got 89 rushes, uh, average 4.2 yards per carry. I expect that rushing game to be a little bit better this year. I'm not overly ambitious saying that, hey, this is going to be a guy that you have to scoop up. I love the talent. I think he's physically gifted, but I haven't seen him put it all together. But I do think there is a good chance he will get a lot of touches as long as it shakes out the way I think it will. And he could end up being someone that you could keep on your team, play quite often, especially if another injury occurs to that uh, Lions backfield, which the last few years it has. Yeah, and this is the this is the perfect one as in, you know, looking for a starter to get hurt. Who is going to step up? It, Lions should bring him back. He showed enough promise that he should be. He he seems like a solid backup, right? Right, and you don't have to pay a lot of money for him. And heaven knows they should put their money elsewhere. Once again, the, you know when you're talking about teams that haven't been faring too well, you never know what they're actually going to do. But as of right now, he should be on the Lions. Yeah, and he he showed enough that he can he can play in the NFL at, at least a decent level and average level you know not maybe not spectacular but he can get the job done a lot of running backs can but he proved enough that he could on a on a bad team so he was one of the ones when i'm looking at running backs um that maybe you know i would have gone with right and he is he, his running back 82 at the moment okay yeah and that's just it's one of them that yeah i he would have been a possibility one of the, there wasn't a lot of chances to pick a running back. I, didn't think. I was going to say, I did not like, when you get that late with running backs, it does become pretty difficult. And especially knowing that uh, I, don't, I don't see any of them that have uh, either a high enough talent level to unseat someone or the position like Bo was the only one really where, hey, if you're in the top three and you have a legitimate chance to play 
significant downs. He was kind of the only name that currently I could see. Yep. All right, I'm going to go number three of mine here, another wide receiver. And I went with – this is going to be another one where somebody might pick his teammate rather than him at a spot like this. So I went with Philadelphia Eagles receiver Greg Ward. So Ward, let's see where he puts himself right now in the rank. So I find it again. He's 99th right now, so he's way down there. And this is where people are probably going to – they'd rather pick um, Arcega Whiteside. You know, he's 82nd going with a second-year receiver. But I'm going to go with Ward. I don't know why. I, I liked him. He, again, he didn't really play until week 12 of this season. And from week 12 on, he went, see, it's, again, these aren't looking to be the most spectacular numbers. And again, <laughs> I had him on a DraftKings team. So I I did. So I'm picking my DraftKings guys from late in the year. So six for 40, then a one for five. So not much there. Four for 34, seven for 61, a touchdown. Four for 71 and six for 43. And his targets the last four weeks or of those last six weeks were seven, three, nine, nine, five, and seven. Again, a lot of injuries there. Alshon was hurt. I'm not sure Alshon will ever not be hurt. You know, it, like at this point, right? He's he just going to be hurt constantly. So I'm going to go in Greg Ward. I just, I like the guy. He came <laughs> last year, he was playing in the AAF for the San Antonio Commanders. You know, and he worked himself to the NFL, and I just, I kind of liked him, and I think he's better than 99th. So, if he's even on the team, again, he might not even be on the team. Who knows? This is, <laughs> when we're this deep, this is. I, did, I liked what I saw. He he had enough production towards the end when they had nobody. He showed that maybe he can play, but then again, it very well could just be our Sega Whiteside. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't see much from our Sega Whiteside, and I guess he was the draft pick, but I just, I don't know. Something about it. I'm just not really on board there. I was Greg Ward impressed me more, so I went with Greg Ward. All right, number three. Number three, was, which so well, you're number two now. Yeah, number two. So, uh, the last two I have on here, I feel like one is safer and one is the the home run pick. Um, so which one do I go with first? I guess I would go with the home run pick because we have not seen him play. Um, it's actually going to be another wide receiver that is on Arizona. We have to figure out what is what on this team. And they drafted a guy that is a physical freak, Hakeem Butler. Um, the guy is 6'5", 220, 225. Yeah, he's a very, very good athlete, but he didn't get to play at all last year pretty much. He, uh, I think he busted his finger up pretty badly. But this is the guy that's supposed to be a red zone threat. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of like the unpolished gem. He does have a year under his belt um, for at least knowing the NFL system. It, this is one of them that he could completely not show up, right? He, he could not even make the team for all I know. He could get buried um, along with a bunch of other wide receivers, or he could show, you know, flashes of greatness, and all of a sudden he could rise to, you know, be pretty much Larry Fitzgerald heir apparent. Like, I think this will be the one that most people uh, either are fully on board with me or completely disagree. And it's because we haven't seen enough. Um, but he is that kind of physical freak on a team that desperately needs a wide receiver. He's the, you know, prototypical NFL wide receiver with his size. Can he pull it together? Can he make sure that he's consistent week in and week out? I'm sure he'll be up and down if he does get that starting role. But uh, he is so intriguing that I had to put him at number two. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a solid pick. Again, 
it's going to be a receiver probably that breaks out from here. And I like the Arizona offense. So having two receivers, I guess, you know, makes sense to me. I didn't pick any of them, but <laughs> it does make, it makes sense. It, I, I definitely get it. Yeah. They're, um, they're, I, th- I just really, I like that team in general for next year. Kenyon Drake was good. I think Kyler's going to be just, I think Kyler's going to be good. He, he really showed a lot as a rookie. I think he actually did. For some reason, it gets lost in Lamar Jackson, what he did, and everything else. And I feel like that people didn't even really realize Kyler Murray was actually pretty decent for a rookie quarterback. So yeah, and if if you look at it too, because we have nothing else to go on. But uh, if you don't know who he is, he went to Iowa State. That's probably half of the reason you don't know who he is. But currently, he's ranking it at wide receiver one hundred eight. So he is very far down there, but he is uh, officially 6'5", 227. This is from Combine. He runs a 4'48", so he can still move <laughs> at that height, and his vertical is 36 inches. So this guy, you know, he could be that. And they picked him in, the, in you know, in uh, round four. So it, it's not like he was a complete project. Uh, you've seen plenty of good players go in round four. So my number, my number two here. So my number two is ranked currently on my list 80th. So it's going to be Auden Tate from Cincinnati. And this is, you know, I I think the team will be better with Joe Burrow, which I mean, should be their pick, Joe Burrow. A.J. Green, I should be there and be good, right? But are we positive? So this is just more of there's a path there. If A.J. Green can't get right, if whatever, I don't know. Auden Tate has a path to being relevant. Even as a third receiver, he has a path to being relevant with Green, Boyd, Tate. I don't think John John Ross just I can't stay healthy. I mean, it, it's just it's been difficult. And Auden Tate already showed he can play. And if given an opportunity again, I think he will be usable and he'll be actually become very fantasy relevant. I mean, he he was relevant for a few weeks this season. So Auden Tate at 80th, I think it's a solid pick. I think the team should be better just with a better quarterback. I mean, they'll have him as a third receiver seems like a pretty solid grouping there. So I, I like Auden Tate as a, my number two. Yeah, he, he didn't make my list, but he did uh, kind of cross, you know, the threshold of what you're looking for because he did show glimpses of what he could do. I do worry about Green. I do worry about a rookie quarterback, even though he looks phenomenal at the moment. And the guy does have size, right? He's 6'5". Um, obviously, that team can use all the talent they can get. So I, I like the pick. I I don't know if I necessarily believe in him enough yet, but he should be on your short list of, of sleeper candidates. All right. We're to number one here, Jeff. What do you got? Number one. Um, I'm actually very surprised I'm saying this, but my number one deep sleeper is Zach Paschal. I, it's, a, it's solid. Definitely solid. So he, what, right now he's wide receiver 97, and this might be the only person who was even on anyone's radar um, as far as a deep sleeper, and he's getting no love whatsoever. So he has decent size. He showed that he can play with uh, the Colts offense after they you know, immediately lost luck. Um, he stepped in and played admirably when like T.Y. Hilton went down and, and Devin Funches went down. Uh, I believe Devin Funches is on um, – I think they would have to. I think he's done with his contract. I believe they would have to sign him again if they wanted him. Uh, so they have Paris Campbell as well, which will probably be more of a slot player. So Zach Pascal should be, I would think, the at least to begin the year, the wide receiver two across from T.Y. Hilton. That's assuming T.Y. Hilton is there and healthy. Um, but last year, I mean, he had 41 receptions for 600 yards and five touchdowns. 
And he did that on a team that was probably scrambling to figure out what's what and, you know, which way is up, uh, along with the fact that he wasn't even supposed to be a starter. So he did everything he could have in the, you know, chances he got. And now this time around, he should be even more prepared, more ready. I believe this will only be his third year. So this is kind of the the spot where you're thinking like a, a wide receiver can break out anyway. Um and he also, you know, he's 6'2". He's not like a freak athlete by any means, but he's good enough to get the job done. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that he is probably one of my safer picks as well. And I think that even if you did draft him, I don't think you can go wrong with him. I think he's a, a player that will – I don't know if he'll be the – I think Hakeem Butler probably or someone like that has a better chance of kind of coming out of nowhere and really lighting the league on fire. But I think this guy will be a solid fantasy play. I th- I think he, he's similar to me. He feels like a, similar to Auden Tate in a way where he already played a little bit. He was better than Auden Tate, but you know we've already seen something. But yet, surprisingly, they're really really low ranked. Right. Which I mean, very, very surprising. I don't know why. Honestly, this one surprised me when I saw him that low. I was kind of like, he's not getting forced out of the lineup, as far as I know. So I'm not sure why people lost faith in him so quickly. All right. So my number one. So I decided to just go. Not just deep sleeper. I went like super, super, super deep sleeper, Jeff. I went way down the board. My player is ranked at wide receiver right now. 163rd. So, I think that's a little low, right? I mean, you know, you, I mean, if you want to take an easy way out, that's fine. 163rd. <laughs> so, he's, I mean... You know, this is a long shot, but you know what? If it works out, <laughs> is he though? Is he currently the water boy? <laughs> Why is he so low? You heard it here. Well, he he pretty much probably looks like he's like five six. This dude's this dude's small. Spud Webb is playing football now, pretty much. So this is Deontay Harris from the New Orleans Saints. He's five six, listed at one seventy. He's probably like one fifty. He was actually a Pro Bowler this year. He's a Pro Bowl kick returner this year, which. Not bad for an undrafted guy in his first year to make the Pro Bowl as a returner. He was this guy is electrifying. This he is ridiculous. He ran a four four three five, I think forty at his pro day. He went to Assumption College, I think. Like <laughs> you know nothing. Pretty much, I think it was uh, yeah Assumption College, Assumption Assumption College. But there's a he's a he's a Pro Bowler. He's already a Pro Bowler. This like he is it it's. You, I mean, the only comparison, he, he only compares at all to Tyreek Hill. That's the only player that even, like, you can even compare him to him at all. The only NFL comparison, is, it's it's Tyreek Hill. There's nothing else. But he's even smaller than Tyreek Hill. So, <laughs> I think he's just as, he's pretty much, to me, just as quick, just as, just everything about him. He's like Tyreek Hill in that way, but Tyreek Hill's even listed at 5'10". This guy's listed as four inches shorter than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and you know how tiny Tyreek Hill is. Tyreek Hill's not 5'10". Is there any way? The guy's not 5'10". I wouldn't think so. <laughs> but and so if this guy's 5'6", is he really even 5'6"? Like, who knows? But I, Deontay Harris, I, I love this guy. And I feel like with a player like that, that can just, you know, run like he can, just as dynamic as he can be, that they're going to try to find ways to get on the ball. They didn't do, I mean, they didn't do a lot of that this year, but he still, let's see, he caught, caught six passes, six targets, six passes. So not much, but he caught six. He even ran the ball four times for 31 yards. So they even wanted to get him involved. You know, it's only four times. It's not a lot, but hey, 
It's four times that they, you know, tested him out trying to run the ball. And it, I just – something about this guy. I like this guy. I think they're going to try to find a way to get him involved. I've seen it before where there's players that, like, mainly kind of started their their careers as – it was more of a kick returner type thing. And even Tyree Kill, his first year, he was a lot more involved than this. But he wasn't like Tyree Kill is today, obviously. he They used him in a bunch of different ways. And actually – Again, it's not saying this is what he is, but like Steve Smith, Steve Smith way back in the day, 2001 for the Panthers, he was mainly used as like a returner his first year, his first couple of years before he became a thing, you know, became, you know, great receivers. His first year, he only had 10 catches. And I just, Deontay Harris, man. So if it happens, this is where you heard it. So really going out there. Uh, no, I tell you the truth, that didn't even cross my mind, but I think that is a very interesting one. I would have to look up. Uh, where the contracts actually currently lie with the Saints. But we all know Michael Thomas will be number one. He'll get his touches or whatever. But, I mean, behind him, I mean, I know you have, what, Traycon Smith, who should be, you know, ahead of him no matter what. And then you kind of get into a weird spot where you're Ted Ginn, which will be 35 or so. And then after that, I couldn't really name another wide receiver that is locked in. So, um, and also he has a very unique skill set, which – you know, will help him. Well, so I, I do think thing. that's a really interesting pick because even though I don't think he will, you know, it, he's not the type of player, you know, just just talking stereotypically who gets, you know, a, a ton of uh, of receptions like in a, a yeah. normal kind of offense. But we've seen this team be able to uh, throw the ball a hundred times to their to their running backs as well. So. You know, if, if you're trying to preserve a lot of that or, or throw in a lot of these interesting kind of plays, uh, just giving it to one of the fastest people in the NFL makes a whole lot of sense, right? I, I, that's a very interesting one. I did not even think of that one. That's a very good one. Well, and even the Saints in general, I mean, they just they use Taysom Hill in all kinds of interesting ways. They try to find players that can play. They'll find a way to get these guys involved. And I think Harris is one of them that's going to be that, like, they're gonna they're they just run an interesting offense. They're gonna figure it out. And yeah, there really isn't anybody on this depth chart. It's you know, like you said, it's obviously Michael Thomas, but Traquan Smith, it's Ted Ginn. Deontay Harris is right there, because after that it's Austin Carr, Keith Kirkwood, Tommy Lee Lewis. Like, no, there's no like Yeah, I mean there's not much in his way. Yeah, and having a, one injury or I really I, I would have to look I gotta look up what, what is going on with Ted Ginn because I know he is getting pretty up there. I know he's still decent as far as just throwing him in, but um yeah, I don't know. That is a very interesting one. It'll be it'll be very interesting, that whole offense, right? Because they're still trying to figure out they're incredibly good. But what do you do as far as, uh, you know, Hill? And I know, you know, are you moving on from Breeze at some point? What are the plans? How much are you going to use Kamara? Uh, yeah, uh, I really like that one. That's very intriguing. But, I mean, even where he's ranked, is that's ridiculous. He should be much higher than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's behind Chad Beebe from the Vikings. Have you ever heard of, have you heard of Chad Beebe? Uh no, I have not. Somebody's gonna yell at me for saying yeah. that. Don't you think? I, I probably wait, have, but the... I don't. I don't care. Now, if for this yeah. all intents purpose, no, I have not, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, all right, that's it for deep sleepers. I just hope one, just one of these guys. That's all we need. One of them to hit. And actually, I will. I will use it. I Bryce Love probably would have made our list. Obviously, <laughs> he made your sleeper list last week. I, so I loved him. He... I loved him too much, and I I, I jumped into my sleeper. That's gonna cost me. <laughs> So Bryce Love definitely would have been an option. Even at, I didn't even pick a running back, but if I did, I was looking at – he's probably a little too high for this list, but he's kind of this borderline Raquel um, Armstead from the Jaguars. 
just because I don't trust Fournette to stay healthy. So yeah, another that's one. There's really isn't a lot of other options in my mind. There just wasn't. No, and the the I mean, scary part yeah. about a lot of these guys as well is the draft really does affect them. So yep. we'll, we will find out if any of these guys get you know just knocked off their their pedestal here. <laughs> Yep. But all right, that will do it for this week. We'll be back next week. Probably maybe have another list for you. Figure out what we got. Talk to you guys then.